Good morning, listeners. Welcome back to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to 17 countries. The top 17 countries that are listening to this podcast and part of the 12,791 listeners to date. And those countries are the United States, Philippines, Australia, United Kingdom, Germany, Tanzania, Brazil, Ireland, Vietnam, South Africa, Canada, France, Malaysia, Mexico, Sierra Leone, India, and Indonesia. Top 17 countries listening to this podcast. Amen. Let us pray. Father, as I begin my day, I am thankful for your grace. It is reassuring to know that a force greater than me is working on my behalf. And your grace is the confidant and the loving power that I need. Lord, I am aware you are challenging me to operate with a dependency on faith, on your word, and your grace. In my distress, your voice speaks and reminds me of your grace that is already intervening in my dilemmas. When I prefer to speak from flesh and not spirit, your grace offers me forgiveness. In the midst of emotional and physical pain, your grace is the physician that brings healing. Lord, as I strive to be a vessel rooted in your word, I realize my development is connected to your unmerited favor. Your grace, not my intellect, is the transforming power in my life. Please help me to grow in your grace. Teach me to appreciate and even expect your unmerited favor to lead me from despair to hope. Help me to receive the instruction and spiritual understanding grace will provide for my growth. Show me how to depend on your grace when I am confused and afflicted. Send your grace to rescue me. When the adversary creates disorder in my life, empower me with grace to avoid his deceptive devices. And when my joy is weak, supply my spirit with strength and grace to recall that you are my joy. Father, I thank you for the love you reveal through your grace. It blesses me with spiritual power to do your will. It assures me of your presence in my life. It comforts me when I am troubled. It is the answer to problems which are beyond my ability to solve. It is a love essential for my being. So I praise you for your grace 
That is a powerful gift of your love. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Wow. Sending out a special forgiveness prayer for Sister Anne. And as God says, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Stay right there, listeners. I'll be right back in a minute with more gratefulness. That's for sure. And here's a good message from crosswalk.com. It says, welcome God's discipline. Listeners, as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. And whoever heard of a child who's never disciplined by their father? When children are growing up, it is your right, your responsibility even, to correct them when they do something wrong. And you don't have the right to discipline someone else's child. It is someone's right and privilege only with their own children. And it's a right that everyone ought to exercise. So the same is true with God. He corrects and disciplines those who are his. The writer of the book Hebrews in the Bible says, And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one that he accepts as his child. I know it's frightening to think that someone could be tremendously exposed to God's truth, yet remain and even become strengthened in unbelief. A perfect example of this is Judith Iscariot, whom Jesus handpicked to be a disciple. Remember, Judas watched as Jesus walked on the water and raised Lazarus from the dead. He witnessed blind men seeing and deaf people hearing. He saw Jesus heal people who had been afflicted with a dreaded disease of leprosy. He saw and heard it all, but his heart became even more hardened and of his own volition, he betrayed the Lord. The Bible also tells us, so now we can tell who are children of God and who are the children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love others has to believe he does not belong to God. Therefore, if you find yourself immediately being disciplined by God 
when you start to cross a line or if you find that deep guilt sets in when you have sinned against God, then rejoice, listeners. Rejoice over being disciplined and feeling deep guilt. Absolutely, these are reminders that you are indeed a child of God. Amen. I thought that was beautiful. I did. So, from Dr. Charles Stanley, and we were talking about relationship with God. He says, God is called by a variety of names in the Bible, and each one sheds lights on an aspect of his nature. Jesus' favorite title for himself was Father. Surprisingly, this name for God is used only 15 times in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, a recorded 245 times. Many of God's names speak of his majestic and lofty attributes that separate him from mankind. But Father conveys intimacy. Jesus used this name not only because he was God's son, but also to help people realize that Jehovah isn't some unapproachable deity gazing down on them from a distance. Rather, he is their loving heavenly father who cares about them and wants to be involved in their everyday lives. Throughout his time on earth, Christ revealed by example what this kind of love relationship was like. He depended completely on his father for daily direction, power, and provision, and he obediently carried out every instruction. He often left the demands of ministry just to find a secluded place to be alone with Jehovah. We know Jesus successfully conveyed the riches of this relationship to his disciples because in John chapter 14, verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. And he wanted to know him the way that Christ did. So listeners, you should be longing for an intimacy with God. He does want to relate to you as a father to his child. And he has given you the privilege of drawing near to him. In fact, he chose you before the foundation of the world. And he awaits with open arms for you to enter his loving embrace. Amen. Hallelujah. Now those words feel so good. So wrap your arms in them. Stay right there. And now sharing from A Spectacle of Glory by Joni Tada. It says Isaiah 63 verse 8 reveals a fascinating side to God's character. The prophet Isaiah is reciting the goodness and kindness of the Lord toward his people, the Israelites. 
In all their distress, he too was distressed, and the angel of presence saved them. The New King James Version reads, In all their affliction, he was afflicted. Don't you love it? It shows beyond a doubt that God's tenderness is aroused when his people hurt. He knows your suffering. He's touched by your tears and he won't leave you alone in your misery. He will come to your aid. It will not be the exact remedy that you want at the time you want it, but he will show up. He has a thousand ways of showing his care and concern for your welfare. So pray with me, Lord, I can't even count the ways you show up for me when I call you in my trouble. Sometimes it's medical help. Sometimes it's a card in the mail, a friend at the door, an encouraging insight from a word, or a phone call from someone in a distant place who has suddenly been prompted to pray. So thank you, Jesus, for all the ways that you show your tenderness to me. Amen. Hosea chapter 11, verse 2, it reads these tender words. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. These verses reveal that God himself is the one who helped you take your first steps in faith. During times of confusion and tumult, he took you by the hand and he led you. In your illness, he healed you. And when you trapped and when you feel trapped by your circumstances, it is he who lifts you. Best of all, he forgives your sin again and again. God is the one who hears your confession and gently guides you back to the best path for your life. What a wonderful shepherd he is. So pray with me, dear God, awaken my memory to the countless ways you have tenderly guided and cared for me through the years. Forgive me when I take those stubborn and foolish detours away from your paths of righteousness. What a mess I can make of things. I know your path can be difficult, but I don't want to be anywhere else. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 1 When the Holy Spirit awakens the heart of a person to please the Lord, to delight in his holiness, an urgent and aching desire is born, not only to behold that loneliness as from a distance, but also to participate in it. We're not just listening to the music, we're making it. We want to join in. And in our Lord Jesus, because of him, we can. Pray with me. Lord, there is nothing in all the world like the assurance of a forgiven sin, a clean heart, a clean conscience, a fresh start in my walk with you. 
I want to walk in that freshness today, Lord. I know and you know how prone I am to stumble, but I want to walk in the light as far and as long as I can. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And 1 Timothy chapter 1, it says, The Holy Spirit will not only empower you to live a life pleasing God, he will carefully, through the word and through his gentle whisper, point out things that do not please him. And what about those so-called gray areas of life? Well, the Spirit will inform and instruct your conscience. So we all have a conscience and it is the gauge on our internal instrument panel that shows us the difference between what pleases God and what doesn't. Pay close attention. The Puritans believed that the conscience was like a mirror catching the light of God's word and reflecting it concentrated focus onto our actions, desires, goals, and choices. We can suppress or stifle it, but it is a voice that will continue to speak to us if its volume has been turned up through daily time in God's word. Yes, it can also be overly sensitive as well, but we can depend on the spirit and the word to bring it back into right alignment. Amen. Powerful words. Pray with me. Spirit of the living God, please continue to inform and transform my conscience. I don't want to smother my conscience under a pillow, but I don't want to live timidly either, like I'm walking on eggshells. Lord, help me balance. You're the only one that can bring me balance. With all my heart, I sincerely want to please you. Amen. Amen. Back in a moment. And now God's promises... God's way, and God's purpose for your life. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Listeners, you've seen people treat this world like it was a permanent home. It's not. You've seen people pour time and energy into life like it will last forever. It won't. You've seen people so proud of what they've done that they hope they will never have to leave. They will. We all will. We are in transit. Someday the plane will stop and the deboarding will begin. Wise are those who are ready when the pilot says to get off. 
Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you. The thing that sets the fruit of the Spirit apart from its counterpart is that the fruit of the Spirit is not environmentally sensitive. It's one thing to have peace and joy when everything is going your way. And it's another thing altogether to maintain your peace and joy when the bottom falls out. It's one thing to love your children and it's another thing to love your enemy. (laughs) Best of luck to you. It's a hard one, but they say we gotta do it, right? Amen. Matthew. Chapter 6, verse 6 says, When you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. It can be difficult to hear God among the cacophony of voices that compete for your attention. But listeners, even when you're seeking Him, you'll be surrounded by countless people in need of your attention and who will seek to shape your path. With all the distractions, is it any wonder that God may seem distant at times? Well, this is why truly seeking the Lord requires solitude. If you don't make an effort to get away from the demands of your life, your ability to hear God's voice will be hindered. Jesus was well aware of this need for seclusion. In teaching the disciples how to pray, he told them to go into their rooms and close the door behind them. He knew that it was, a, it was vital to take a break in order to truly worship and fellowship with the Father. This is especially true today when it is increasingly difficult to escape all the ways that people can contact us the demands of technology, and the pervasiveness of media. Therefore, you must be intentional. At some point today, turn everything off and set aside time for Jesus. Make it a decision to be alone with the Lord. Get quiet and listen. I'm about to do it, listeners. When I finish this podcast, I am going to be alone with the Lord. I am going to get quiet and I'm going to listen. Pray with me, Jesus, I need you. Help me to stop. Help me to listen and hear your voice today. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. 
Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. Come back tomorrow so you can pray with me again. God loves you. I love you. Have a blessed day. Bye for now.